Welcome to the Nourishing Amy podcast. I'm Amy Rankin. I am an emotional intelligence and life coach, a speaker, a creator, and a wellness chaser. I have created this podcast for you to learn habits, mindset changes, and get really actionable takeaways to find out who you are, what lights you up, how you can love yourself again, and how to live your best life. Give yourself the space to welcome in more self-care and confidence, reduce feelings like overwhelm and stress, and let's find your sparkle again. Are you ready? Let's do it. Hello and welcome to episode 86 of the Nourishing Amy podcast. I have a bit of a different episode for you guys today. I've decided to add a new segment into the podcast and it's going to be called Therapy Thursday. So basically, I'm going to be running you through my takeaways from my own coaching sessions. So coaching sessions that I personally have for myself. The reason that I wanted to do this was because I thought... There's a lot of takeaways that I get from these sessions, and I think that they really can relate to so many different aspects of things that might also be going on for you, different thinking patterns you might be noticing coming up. And just because I really notice so many aha moments of like, oh, I should have already known that. Like, I don't know why I didn't recognize that myself already. And so hopefully along this journey together, you can be having some of those aha moments at the same time with me as well. I've actually started doing more regular coaching sessions, which I think has been so beneficial for my headspace. I haven't really spoken about it too much, but I struggled quite a lot with PND and also anxiety after I had recently had Ollie. And for probably the first few months of his life, I found it very hard. Poor little Ol was pretty sick with his tummy troubles. And I just found the whole change of life and embracing that new aspect of myself very difficult to work through. So I have decided to start to prioritize myself and to put my mental health first because if I encourage my clients to do that and I encourage you guys to do that in so many of my episodes, I figure I should also be doing the same thing for myself, right? Um, But before I jump into the topics for today's Therapy Thursday and my takeaways, I want to give you a recommendation because I think that that's also a useful part of the podcast episodes that I've been doing. So it's not all just about mindset stuff. I know in the earlier episode this week, my recommendation was for Amen Active Wear. So I'm going to keep it along the same thread because I also have another brand that I am so obsessed with that I have also come across only really towards the end of last year as well. The reason that I want to suggest active wear brands is because there's so many out there now and I get really funny. Like I'm like, oh, is it going to be good? Do I want to spend my money here? Like it's a big investment for me. Like some of these tights and leggings and clothes, they're not cheap. And I think, yeah, like I said, the competition out there is there's just so many brands. So this brand that I am also obsessed with is called Etched. So it's spelled E-C-H-T. I have 
three pairs of their leggings. I got them on their end of financial year sale last year. Again, bought them as a little bit of like a gift for myself for after I had Ollie because I just thought, why not celebrate myself, you know? <laughs> um, so I actually haven't even start hadn't, sorry, even started wearing them until really the end of last year once I had had Ollie. And they're just amazing. So they're seamless tights, uh, the ones that I bought. They do have the ruched bum style. So if you are into that, they do have that. I think that's their Arise style. They've also got normal non-ruched bum as well. So I have one of each and then another pair is just like, it's a really nice thick, I got them to be like my around the house leggings just to wear with like a really nice big baggy knitted jumper and my bed socks and slippers for when it's cold and when I'm working at home. So that's my recommendation for you guys for this week. If you've been having a look at Amen or Etched online, or you've been seeing some of their ads pop up on your social media and you've been questioning it, I really recommend them. I think they're amazing. The one thing that I would recommend actually with Etched is if you are going to get the scrunch bum Arise leggings, I would go up a size. So I got a size medium and the reason that I did that was because I had seen Kelly Howard. If any of you guys follow her on Instagram, you'll know she has the most amazing house in the whole entire world. If you don't follow her, just search Kelly Howard and you will see exactly what I mean on Instagram. But she wears a lot of etched. She's the whole reason why I got into them in the first place because she always looks amazing and they look so comfortable. And she suggested going up a size. So I did. And I totally agree with her. They're super comfortable. So go and check out Etched if you're looking for some new active wear. Alrighty, so the main things that I want to be talking about with you guys today is it's part of acceptance and commitment therapy. So this is one of the qualifications that I have. So you would have probably heard me talk before, but I'm fully qualified in acceptance and commitment therapy, cognitive behavioral therapy, and also neuro-linguistic programming. Now, acceptance and commitment therapy is really based around, it's that cliche saying. So I'm just going to say it. You're probably going to roll your eyes, but you are are not your thoughts. And I know that when I read that quote or when I'm really in the middle of feeling super emotional about something or really attached to a certain thing that's happening in my life, I can really get taken away with my thoughts and really quite all consumed with my thoughts. And so for me, acceptance and commitment therapy is something that's really beneficial, but it's also something that I feel like I kind of need accountability with. Like I need that coaching session to talk through like the story or like the situation that's happening in my mind and the thoughts that are coming up so I can kind of voice them and break them down and then work through the acceptance and commitment therapy um strategies with Declan, my coach. Uh, So yes, I'm going to be teaching you two of these strategies, but also if you feel like it's still a little bit hard to grasp, never fear. That's why I'm here. If you have things like limiting beliefs or negative self-talk coming up for you that you want to work through, that's exactly what I'm here for. So just send me a message. Maybe coaching is something that you would like to start looking into. I think another reason why I really wanted to start this Therapy Thursday sessions, and it's not going to be every single week, but um, I really just want to make things like having a coach 
or seeing a psychologist or talking to a counsellor or even reaching out to Lifeline on their text number that they have, I want to make this feel more normal for you. I want to make it feel more mainstream because I know that, I mean, look, I think the industry has come so far. Even just in the last two years, I have noticed a huge shift Um, and people do feel a lot more comfortable talking about their mental health and how they're feeling. Even just talking about their feelings, I think, has come such a long way in the last year or two. But I still think that there's that um, that feeling of caution, that feeling of like, oh, like I'm a bit nervous. I don't know. Like, I don't know if I feel comfortable talking to this person as well, which is a huge thing, right? Like, I know for me, I'm super vulnerable in my coaching sessions. I'm really open and honest, but that's also because I've been having coaching sessions for four years now. Um, As a coach, I think it's really important for me to be working through my stuff, to be able to show up as the best version of myself for myself, for my clients, for my family, for my friends, for everybody around me. So I think like I'm so comfortable with it now that I kind of take that for granted. And I know that talking about stuff that's going on for you can feel really hard. So I also hope that this might help you to get a bit of an understanding around some of the things that you might be able to talk about in coaching sessions, some of the things that you could work through and just help you to feel a little more comfortable in reaching out if that feels good for you or if it's been in the back of your mind and you're like, I've been thinking about talking to this person and reaching out to this person on Instagram or on their website or giving this company a call and I just feel a bit nervous that hopefully some of these Therapy Thursday sessions can help you to feel more comfortable with that and confident that you have the ability to reach out and talk about these things and you do do have the ability to feel better if that's what you're looking for. You guys will all know that my main thing is like, I help you get your sparkle back because when I very first started doing coaching sessions myself and receiving coaching that I felt like I didn't have my sparkle. And guys, I'm going to be honest, sometimes I still feel like that. Life has ups and downs. We have our ebbs and our flows and moments that feel really beautiful and really great and so appreciative. And I feel all of those really great emotions, but I still have my down days. I still have my down moments and I still have stuff that's going on in my head or feelings that are coming up for me that I feel like I can't necessarily work through as well on my own. And so that's why I still have coaching sessions. Anyway, of course, this is going to be talking a lot about like me personally, but I want to try and relate this back to making it a little general so that it can also relate to you as well. So basically what I started to notice coming up for me, so I'm going to tell you how this relates to me first for the next few minutes, and then I'll tell you how you might also notice it coming up for you. If this um, specific thing you don't notice coming up for you in your life at the moment. So For me, what I had noticed coming up for me was very restricted thoughts around my diet and my food again, and that makes me feel very overwhelmed. Those of you that have listened to the podcast for a long time or have seen me speaking at one of my seminars or events would know that I have previously struggled with disordered eating habits and patterns. And for me, the thoughts feel so hard and so overwhelming. It feels so hard to work through because they feel so loud and I feel very connected to them. I don't have that sense of you are not your thoughts when these thinking patterns come up for me. 
I started to notice them come up because after I had Ollie, and like I mentioned, he had a lot of trouble with his tummy, I had to go on quite a restricted diet. You may have listened to a podcast episode where I've spoken about it before or maybe seen over on Instagram, but basically I had to cut out all spices, garlic, onion, caffeine, dairy. Basically my doctor and Ollie's doctor said I needed to cut back to pretty much meat and potatoes. Now, the thing with that is that it really helped Ollie. It was the point I had, we had both gotten to the point that I didn't think that we were going to be able to continue our breastfeeding journey because he was so unwell. And when we realized that it was actually some of the ingredients and the food that I was eating that was upsetting his tummy and that his his digestive system was still too immature to process things like those traces of garlic and onion and things like that. Um, it made such a huge difference for Ollie. He was a totally different baby. And so it really did work to both of our advantage. It, it absolutely changed both of our lives. And Ollie was so much happier, so much more comfortable. And that's all you can want for your child, right? For them to be happy and comfortable. So it was a journey. I am still on a bit of a restricted diet, not too much now. I have basically everything except garlic and onion now, which is fine because they're easy to cut out and I'm used to making my own foods anyway. But with the restriction came the triggering thoughts again. And I quickly want to run you through how your feelings are created because I think that this is one of the things that's going to be most beneficial. I think there's going to be probably three main things that really stand out for you today. Two of them are going to be the strategies or techniques with acceptance and commitment therapy. One of them is maybe going to be what I explained to you now, and it's about how your feelings are actually created and why things like limiting beliefs and negative self-talk can come up again, even if it's years later. Because for me, my disordered eating habits and patterns go back like about, I'd say between eight and 10 years ago. It's been a long time since I had noticed them coming up and really felt quite attached to them. I think that it can be something that is kind of with you forever, but it definitely wasn't something that affected me really at all. Sometimes I might notice a a thought coming up of like, oh, maybe I shouldn't eat that or, you know, but I was really able to work through that quickly and it wasn't something that hung around. Anyway, the way that our thoughts, uh, sorry, our feelings are created. So basically, your brain runs off habits and patterns. And so if your brain notices a previous habit or pattern coming up, it's going to go back in time to the last time that thing happened. And it's going to think, okay, what did I do last time this thought came up for me? How did I feel? That must be how I feel again. I must have to rerun this pattern again. So for a moment, I just want you to imagine that your brain is like your desktop on your computer. And you've got all these different files on your computer desktop. Now they're quite generalized. So let's just take my... um, Let's take my example when we're using this just for now. So we're looking at disordered eating thoughts and and really like obsessive eating thoughts. I might actually reframe that too because that's what it feels, quite obsessive. So again, this file hasn't been accessed for something like 10 years for me, but Moving into this very restricted diet with Ollie, I didn't notice at the time at the very start, but 
what I had done was it double clicked on those um, overwhelming thoughts and patterns and we double clicked on that file. Now, what happened is that file then opened and then there's the whole array of other files that are in there as well that now my brain has access to that it's like, cool, I know that I was in this file last time I was thinking these things. Where do I want to go from here? And we then have access to all of the different files that are inside that folder and we're double clicking on them, we're reopening them and we're revisiting essentially the past. Now, for you, you might notice this in the form of something like negative self-talk or a limiting belief. So let's use an example. I'm going to try and think of one that's quite generalized. Okay, so let's use the limiting belief, I'm not good enough. It's quite a common one. It can relate to a whole heap of different things. It could be with regards to a certain relationship in your life, whether that's friends, family members, romantic relationship. It might be regards to your career, your social life, work, all that kind of stuff. Um, It might be your fitness levels, your health, your body image. So let's run with the thought process of I'm not good enough and that limiting belief. Now, if that is a limiting belief or a file, a folder that you have in your desktop of your brain, what can happen is when that starts to kind of pop up again for you, your brain goes in and double clicks on that file or that folder. And then we've got inside there all of the different times that you have felt like you're not good enough and your brain's searching around really quickly and it's like, okay, what's the most similar to what I am thinking right now? And so it goes into that folder, it opens it. And then we're looking around that folder and what happens is as we get deeper and deeper in the folders, there is feelings attached there as well. And so what happens is our feelings become attached to our thoughts or our thoughts become attached to our feelings and they kind of start to feel like they are one in the same. So very briefly, like this is something that I would go through in multiple sessions with a client. So this is probably a little bit overwhelming, potentially a little bit confusing, and I'm not going to go really deep into it because that's what coaching sessions are for. And I don't think that you can really understand the full um, spectrum of it just in a podcast episode. And this podcast episode would go forever and I don't want to keep you forever. But basically, you have like a scenario or a situation that's happening for you. And that could just be that that situation is those limiting beliefs coming up for you or that negative self-talk coming up for you. Now, what starts to change is our thoughts instantly start to change. So you might have just been, I don't know, driving your car or out on a walk and you're just chilling. You're just walking around like it's just a normal day. You're observing like, oh, the sun's out, the trees like are blowing in the wind or I'm driving along and just, you know, listening to my podcast or whatever you're doing. And it's just a normal day with normal thoughts. Something happens to trigger Uh, a thought process or a limiting belief, that file starts to get opened. Now your thoughts start to change and we start to think things like, oh, maybe I am not good enough. Maybe this is true. Oh, this other person said this thing the other day. And like, I start looking into that. What does that mean? How does that make me feel? All that type of stuff. So we've got our thoughts changing. Now at the same time as that, We also can have a physiology or a body change and shift in our body. So that might look or feel different for anybody, but 
Things that you might notice could be, maybe if you're driving, it might be like tapping on the steering wheel. It might be things like tapping your feet, your heart beating faster, your breathing becoming shallower or your breathing becoming quicker. Um, Another example that you might notice is, let's say, for example, you are at work and you're in the workplace. So let's pretend for a moment we're not in lockdown. (laughs) You're in your office and you're running late for a work meeting. So you have automatically started thinking things like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be late. Hurry up. There's not enough time. Like I'm stuck in this lift. I need to get to this office to get to my work meeting on time. And then also at the same time, you might be tapping your hand on your thigh while you're kind of standing there. And then you get out of the lift and you start walking really quickly to this office that you need to be in for that work meeting. In that moment, those thoughts shifting to, oh my gosh, I'm going to be late, hurry up. And your physiology changing of your hand tapping and you walking really quickly is instantly telling your brain that you feel something. Your brain is going to go back and think, okay, what happened last time I thought these things and last time my body language shifted like this? Oh, I felt stressed. I felt like I didn't have enough time and I was rushing. And so instantly, automatically, your brain goes back to that feeling and generates that feeling again for you because your brain runs off habits and patterns and it's just trying to be efficient. And it's like, okay, well, last time you did this, you felt stressed. You felt like you didn't have enough time and you were rushing. That must be how you feel now. And so we just go straight back into that feeling and you'll notice, oh, I do feel like I'm rushing. I do feel stressed, but hey, I got to the meeting on time. I've still got another two minutes before the meeting actually starts. I can relax now. So I hope that makes sense. I hope that's a few kind of examples that really simply break down how this can happen. Now, of course, they're not really big, huge emotions that are attached to those kind of scenarios. They're a bit more simplified, but we can also apply that to things like limiting beliefs and negative self-talk. So for me, what was happening was my brain was recognizing, hey, the last time I thought these thoughts... The last time I had these feelings was about 10 years ago, and I'm just going to go straight back to 10 years ago because I'm efficient, I work off habits and patterns, and this is what I did last time I thought these things. Now, my brain doesn't know that I'm actually restricting my diet for a very good reason and that I'm really helping Ollie in these scenarios It's just going back to that feeling of being really overwhelmed and really overcome by these thoughts. And then, like I said, they feel quite heavy. So to start to change that, I had a big discussion with Declan about all of the different thoughts that had been coming up, the feelings and what was going on for me. And I also then started to look into some acceptance and commitment therapy. Now, the first strategy that we started to implement was recognizing, because I mean, it's in the name, acceptance and commitment therapy. We need to accept the thoughts that are coming up. And this is where the big shift really started to happen for me. Now, I know that acceptance can feel kind of hard sometimes, but the best way to do this, I'm going to teach you this um, strategy or the technique now. The best way to do this is any limiting belief that we have, any negative self-talk that we have at one point in your life, at some point, even if it was two weeks ago, two months ago, two years ago, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, at some point, 
that belief or that thought served you well. It served a purpose. There is a reason why that thought was there. And it might have helped you to achieve something. It might have pushed you and made you feel really motivated to do something or to take action on a goal or to protect yourself from feeling something. There is a reason why that thought or that limiting belief is there. And when we feel like things are working for us and they're moving us towards a place that we want to be, we hold on to them. But also our brain is not very good at recognizing when that shift happens and when it starts to become limiting or when it starts to become negative self-talk or a limiting belief. So the very simple question that Declan had asked me was, well, can I just stop you here for a minute? Because yes, I'm hearing a lot of like that kind of like we're go- we've gone down the rabbit hole and the thoughts have started to snowball and I understand how that can feel quite overwhelming. But can we really just take it back to... Back to the start of when these thoughts started to happen for you, when you started to um, go on this restricted diet for Ollie, would I be correct in saying that that was serving a purpose for you? Like, was there a positive that came out of this? And I was like, oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, Ollie was sleeping better. He was so much more comfortable. He was happy. Like, all I wanted was for him to be okay and to not be sick anymore. And so for me to be able to make these changes, it seemed so simple at the time. Like, of course, I want to do that for him. He's my son. And Declan said, okay, so now can you see the positive impact that these thoughts have had? And I was like, oh, yeah. So here we have the aha moment oh my gosh, why didn't I see that before? Of course, because to me, I'd become so emotionally attached and invested in these thoughts that they just felt negative. And I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't even realize. And so then we were kind of having a bit of a chuckle. And I said, of course, like I should know this. Um, Again, that's the beauty of coaching, pointing out things that we can't see in the moment. Um, Yeah, I should know that, that every thought, whether it feels negative at the time, has come from a positive place at some point or has worked to our advantage in some point. And even just that realization of like, oh my gosh, there's a reason why this thought is here for me or these negative um, thinking patterns are coming up for me because they did serve a purpose and there's a reason that they were there at the very start. And that felt so empowering for me that like, you know what, these really were a positive for me months ago. They've just shifted into the limitation side. So they were strengthening. It was a strength there. It did serve its purpose, but now not so much. We've moved into the limitation side of that now and it feels heavy. So The first thing that you can do is to go back in your mind and start to think about, well, when was the first time I started to have these limiting, um, limiting beliefs or negative self-talk coming up for me? Why did that come up for me? And what purpose was it serving? Like, what was the actions that came after that, that actually moved me towards somewhere that I wanted to be or a feeling that I wanted to feel? That's the acceptance part. Now, what we can start to do is also to separate from these feelings. There's two different things. The first thing and what feels easier for me is thanking those thoughts and that thinking pattern for being there. Because now that I can see the positive side or the reason that it was there in the first place and what I gained from those thoughts being there, 
I was so much more able to thank them for doing their job. And by thanking them for doing their job, it also means that I can ask them to leave. You are not serving me anymore. I don't need you to be here anymore. You've done your job. Thank you. But you can go now. And this is the part where I say that kind of cliche moment really started to click in of like, you are not your thoughts. That's when that really started to hit home of like, oh, I feel that space between those thoughts and that thinking pattern now where it's not so all consuming. I can view the thoughts. Yes, they're there, but they don't need to hang around. They don't have that emotion and feeling attached to them anymore and they don't feel so heavy. So that's the first um well really the second because we've got that acceptance and the realization of like why those thoughts are there in the first place second step then is the thanking and the separation from the thoughts being appreciative of them being there but recognizing that there's not a purpose that they're serving you well anymore and that they don't need to be there now the third thing if that separation doesn't feel easy or it doesn't feel like it's coming to you and that thanks is not there then there's another technique that we can use with acceptance and commitment therapy so what i want you to do is just for a moment of course not while you're driving so maybe wait till you get home i want you to just close your eyes And for a moment, I want you to imagine this thought or this sentence, this limiting belief or this thinking pattern, this sentence just appearing in your mind. And so I want you to just look at it and just see the words written out in your mind. It could be just on a blank piece of paper. It might be on a TV screen. It might be on a computer screen. You might just be able to simply view those words in your mind, just blank. Now what I want you to do is take a breath and what I want you to do as you're exhaling, I want you to imagine and change that sentence and how it looks. So what I mean by that is maybe the font changes, maybe the sizing changes, maybe it changes color for you, maybe it starts to be cartooned and it turns into balloon words. There's so many different things that can happen for you. But what I want you to do is imagine this sentence or these words that you can see in your mind, wherever they are, whether they're just like in blankness and it's just the sentence or you've got them on a computer screen or a TV screen or a piece of paper or you're journaling them out. I want you to imagine them changing changing shape, shifting size, changing color, changing font. And now take another deep breath in and exhale. And again, I want you to imagine them changing again. And they are constantly changing and shifting and moving. And what this is doing is creating a disconnect between the thought and you. And we're realizing that this thought has the ability to shift and change. And that is a beautiful thing. So this is the third technique or strategy with acceptance and commitment therapy that starts to come in. And by combining all three of these things, my hope is that it can start to create a disconnect for you from those thoughts that can feel really heavy, from those limiting beliefs. And it could be something as simple as, 
I'm, I'm not healthy enough. I'm not a good sleeper. I'm not fit enough. I'm not strong enough. I'm not good at this thing. I'm not good at public speaking. I'm nervous about this meeting because I'm not going to do well in it. I'm not smart enough. All of those different limiting beliefs and thoughts that can come up for you, the comparison, it doesn't need to be there. Whether that's comparison to yourself and your idea for yourself or whether that's comparison to someone or something else that you do have the ability to move through that and you can move through these limiting beliefs and negative self-talk by using things like acceptance and commitment therapy. I hope that there's been a few takeaway moments for you and maybe it's even just been the realization that hey like I am opening old files in my brain like my desktop with all these old files just keeps getting fired and keeps getting triggered and I'm just going back to the past and maybe that's a cool takeaway for you to have today or maybe some of the techniques or strategies of acceptance and commitment therapy really sit with you and you've kind of had a bit of a moment that you're like that's cool I want to use that. But like I said, my hope is that in these Thursday therapy sessions, I can share with you some of my personal takeaways from my personal coaching sessions, some of my aha moments, and that they can relate to you and that something can shift for you over the next few days, few weeks. That's like, you know, with this episode, maybe there's a limiting belief or some negative self-talk that can really start to shift for you. And that would be so amazing. Now, as usual, if you've got any questions, please reach out, send me a message over on Instagram, come and talk to me over on Facebook, send me a voice memo if you want to. There's some big stuff that we're going to be talking about in the Therapy Thursday session. So if you've got any questions, that's exactly what I'm here for. I hope you have a beautiful day and I'll talk to you in the next episode. If you liked this episode, I would love for you to screenshot and tag me on Instagram. You guys have no idea how much that absolutely makes my day. I get such a big smile on my face. Thank you so much for hanging out with me today. And I hope that you have gotten something from this episode. If you want to hang out more, you can search the Nourishing Amy podcast community in Facebook and come and join our group. We're talking all things life, love, overwhelm and everything in between. You can share your funny memes, your stories, and all of the life stuff. If you would like to get in contact with me, please don't hesitate to reach out and shoot me a message on Instagram. You can find me at amy underscore Rankin. Last but not least, it really helps to support my podcast when you subscribe and leave a review on whatever app it is that you listen to this podcast on. I am just a little independent podcaster and every subscribe and review helps my podcast to be seen and heard by more people and to help more people get their sparkle back. Thank you again so much for being with me and have a fantastic day.